Welcome to Get On Purpose, the podcast to get clear on what matters to you, get moving, and get results. Hello, and welcome to Get On Purpose, season two, where we turn our uh, thinking into conversation with leaders across Australia. So I'm sitting here today with Simon Brewis Weston here in Sydney, and I'm in his office. So we could have a little background noise, but we don't care because we're authentic. And we're here to talk to Simon about his blue frame, to understand what gets underneath him, what's, how does he actually run as a leader and run his businesses. So Simon is the CEO of Flexi Group, and he's been in banking and finance for over 17 years with his career really taking off when he went to Indonesia for seven years to set up Commonwealth Bank there. And this is at a time when really no one went to Indonesia because it was pretty dangerous. So it was uh, really quite an achievement. Welcome, Simon, to Get On Purpose. Thank you very much for having me, Karen. It's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. So, Simon, we always like to kick off with describing what we call a blueprint. This is the thing you stand for. This is your moral code, your true north, your ethics. What is it that you base your life on and your decisions on? It's a fantastic question and a really deep question that I think for me personally, um, it's about integrity and doing the right thing. And I spent, you know, many years, as you said, offshore and in Asia, and that was a country, particularly in Indonesia, where no one ever wanted to use the legal system. So it's an old fashioned thing, but your word is your bond. And I think for me, uh, especially the older I got, the better um, or more important that's become is dealing with people when you shake a hand on something, you look someone in the eye that you actually do that. It goes for the same when you're offering a product or a service to your customer. Um, to me, that's an integral part of your business. And that's what integrity means to me is doing what you say you're going to do. Fantastic. Nice and simple. We like that. I think sometimes people overcomplicate this and they put a lot in it and then you end up just getting a little confused along the way. That's fantastic. Um, I grew up with uh, the Gaudio family and uh, very famous Jersey boys where Frankie Valley and Bob Gaudio have always done their business on a handshake. So very much aligned to uh, the Jersey boys uh, production. <laughs> Fantastic. So Simon, can you share your purpose? And that can be either, you know, in your role and capacity as CEO here at Flexi Group or a personal purpose or, you know, a merged purpose. My purpose is, look, life is short. But I think about what legacy I can leave behind. I don't talk about legacy and whether I have a 60-foot boat when I finish my career, but more in terms of how many leaders have evolved from a work sense from, you know, working with me or underneath me that have mm. gone on to make wonderful changes in the world. Um, do I leave my daughter with the right set of values and moral compass to live her life and make a productive difference in the world? I mean, that's really my purpose. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. It's like what, what the Gallup Strength Finder would call a developer. You're all about the, the bringing people's best out. And so success, your vision, we always like to say, so that purpose realized in the future is really you looking over your shoulder and, and seeing what you just, what you just explained. Yeah. yeah and I've, it's amazing how over an almost 20 year career, there's half a dozen or a dozen people that have gone on to do wonderful things. And they still keep in touch today. And when sometimes you've had a hard day, you just get an email from them thinking of you, I've just achieved this, or I'm making this wonderful change. It it, it kind of brings uh, a joy and a happiness that's really hard to describe. Fantastic. And um, 
as a leader, how do you go about bringing the values that you've set in the organization and um, the values you have in your personal life and your blueprint, what you just discussed earlier, to life? How do you go about in your day-to-day bringing that into action? way I go about it is really you need the people around you and in your organization to really understand what those values are and where possible getting it to relate to, to something in their life so it has, to, has meaning and you need to be seen to be taking actions that perfectly align with that and on the good side you need to have stories and stories are a great way of communicating things to people that aren't in management speak which tend to you know lose a lot of your staff um, bringing those stories to life. But on the converse side, occasionally people have to be moved on because they're not living with those values. And, and actions in this, people have a deep sense, in my experience, of equity. And if, they, if you make exceptions to these rules, they sense that. And that, that completely brings undone the values you're trying to execute. Mm-hmm. So sometimes decisions can be really difficult because a person will always tell you, this person's critical for sales, they're critical for this, they're critical for that. But I, no one ever looks at the um, opportunity costs of not moving those person on. And mm. I think the moment you let those things creep into your organization, you really struggle for that company to live by its values. Right. Excellent. So consistent application of the old Jim Collins outage, you know, getting the right people on the bus, keeping them on the bus. And if the bus isn't working for them, pulling over and asking them. There's a, there's a lot of ways you can say yeah. that it, when it boils down to it, it's yeah. really as simple as that. It's yeah. often much harder to do because you'll always have the half the people telling you, we know, but, and I think yeah. it's that but you have to be overcome. And yeah. I don't know, I've lost count of how many times in my career we've come across a situation and people have said, but. I love that. I love that. So that a great, simple thought that every one of our listeners can have in their head is, are you operating as a leader to the butt or are you are you are you just staying true to to the to the direction you're heading in? The great yeah. leaders that I've worked for over time or been great mentors to me have always dealt with the butt by saying there is no butt. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but what? Um so in terms of you know, we always talk about here at the get on purpose, you know, turning your intentions into actions and really, you know, powering your purpose and leadership through your day-to-day operations, simple things like, you know, the way you show up, you know, I'm, I'm, you're always saying, you know, you're very famously known for saying it's the way we do business around here, you know, but operationalizing that. And, you know, what are, what are your thoughts and operating rhythms that you can share with our listeners that you do to really bring your purpose and your leadership out in, in your business? To me, it starts with personal presentation. Uh, I've always been in the finance industry and to me we're really in the trust business and so therefore you have a picture in your head about what that looks like and I may not be the best looking guy in the world but I can wear crisp mm-hmm. shirt nice tie and you know I'm being famous mm-hmm. for I think it starts with those little disciplines yep um, daily huddles uh, depending on the circumstance of the business but I think keeping those getting an operating rhythm uh, and keeping it is very underrated. People like consistency yeah. and they like consistency of operation. And some people, especially leaders, can can often roll a little bit with the flow, but for your rank and file teams, they need rhythm. And when an organization doesn't have an operating rhythm, uh, you can change it up, you can change it down a little bit, but um, it really will struggle for any discipline. 
Absolutely. So you effectively are taking your purpose, vision, and your leadership, and your values, and your blueprint, and you're rolling it into a regular rhythm that everybody starts to operate in. It's incredibly important, and yep. it, the, the bigger the organization, the more important. Yeah. But I think even for a small organization, if it's 5, 10, 15 people, just having a sense of a rhythm, whether it's Monday you review sales, whether it's mm. Tuesday you go through all the projects yeah. around, keeping that rhythm in a company and then underpinning that, always underpin that with the values. Yeah, And that really helps embed them as you go along too. Spending five, are we operating, is this project being done in line with what are our key Mm. principles? Um, And are we sticking to those as we're executing, whether it's a pricing decision, uh, a product construct, a term or condition, bringing it back every time to those values and the purpose of the company is really critical. Fantastic. And, you know, no no conversation with Get On Purpose would be complete without talking about technology because technology is powering our world. And um, we respect that and acknowledge that, which is why we've embedded it in the blue frame, which is the, the, the concept that we are speaking to with these six questions. So how do you go about, you know, powering your purpose through technology? And that can be technology at work or that can be technology, you know, simple stuff like the social media that you use at a personal level. Or don't use at a personal level. Don't use in my case. Yes. I have strong social media in the family being my wife. She's very good at it. Um, Look, I think there's a couple of things with technology and it can be quite, I think, in this world overwhelming because there is so much change. And I I am a subscriber to the view that we are living in a time of absolute rapid technology changes can change a whole lot of things in our world. But I think how you use it is, is... coming back to the same principles around what's your purpose? What's Mm. the purpose for doing this? Mm. How do I enhance my customer experience? Does this align with our values? And trying to think about ways in which you can leverage it. Mm. And I'm amazed at the number of simple ideas that have used technology to, I think, um, I read in the Wall Street Journal on the weekend, Mm. a young guy at Stanford that's written an application to file a divorce application. Right. And you no longer need to go to a lawyer and yeah. he's doing it for free because yeah. he felt that a large percentage of the population didn't have the money to file a divorce yeah, yeah, and therefore the legal system wasn't accessible to them. So it's just thinking through those small ideas of how you mm. can apply texting to enhance your life. And I think on the converse side, you need to know when technology is over intruding into your life. Yeah. There's another great study that when your handphone is within distance, your it's cognitive your cognitive ability actually decreases because we've become so uh, mm, u- used to the distraction of constantly with the phone and they've tested mm. it with students and when the phone is not in the room they do better in tests than when it's in their bag or in their pocket or even on the desk mm. so i think it's the two sides of technology is how can i use it to enhance the experience of my customers cut costs out improve their value proposition on the other side is you know, when is technology making too much of intrusion to my life personally? Yeah, because I fantastic. think we all need time to just switch off and give the our own yeah. processing units a little rest. Excellent. So that, that balance of I totally respect that the world is disrupting, but I also control that in my life so th- that it doesn't disrupt me. Yeah, and I think you need to mm. take a little bit of control because uh, yeah. I know we've all been to dinner with people that can't get off their phone. It's yeah. very annoying. Yeah. yeah, we have a no phone at dinner rule, which my daughter Madison seems to be the best at. <laughs> I seem to be the preacher. <laughs> so no podcast would be complete, Simon, without our guests giving our listeners some top tips or a few tips yeah. You know, what would you like them to, to live a, what we call, we're trying to turn the word blue frame. So your blueprint plus the 
framework gets you on purpose? How, how do people live a life of and on purpose? Well, how do you do it? Look, for me, it's quite simple. But I, a few years ago, I, I, I wrote down all the things that actually make me happy. Mm. And they're not necessarily all work things. Some are, but some aren't. And I regularly review that because it's very easy in a world where I can look at Instagram and see how all my friends are going or not going. I can read in the paper about all the other my friends and CEOs and they're doing IPOs and making hundreds of millions of dollars, in some cases billions. I also live by the adage, comparison is a thief of joy. Mm. And what that does is it brings me back to remind me what makes me happy. And that sometimes evolves uh, because your tastes and habits do change a little bit over time. But I have a great sense of who I am and what makes me happy. And I think reminding yourself of that because we can always be chasing something. There will always be something to chase yeah, for. Right. And constantly looking and comparing at others that you don't think is necessarily good for you. It's good to do occasionally. But what is important to you and what is success for you? And I have a great line from a friend of mine, John Caragunas, I read in his book a couple of weeks ago was comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And I think we should all reflect on that for a moment because mm. how many times are you unhappy with someone else's dress, that we're wearing a better yeah. suit, yeah. Yeah, all of that. Um, but you really need to strip it back to what makes you happy. Absolutely. Well, what a beautiful note to end on. Simon Brewis Weston, thank you so much for being our guest here on Get On Purpose. Karen, it's just been a joy. Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. So now no episode would be complete without, of course, the Get On Purpose Action or GOPA, which is, I can't say it without juggling. And so I'm going to make it a little complicated. I'm going to give you two GOPAs. First of all, making the list, of course, of what makes you happy and checking it. And keep it close to you so that you can keep it to hand and always be doing what makes you happy. And maybe even just putting on the top of it, comparison is the thief of joy. That's GOPA action one. And GOPA action two is have a think about if you've broken a bond that you made a commitment to. Did you give somebody your word that you've broken, either in the past or even in your, you know, right now? And try and go back and make that right. Because when you make those things right, it sets you up for more joy in the future. And on that note, I'd like to end and remember what you do matters. Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to subscribe, we're on iTunes as Get On Purpose. And if you want to leave a comment or review on iTunes, we love it. Always keen to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, I'm on Twitter at Karen T. James, and I've got loads more info over on the website, KarenTJames.com. You can also, you know, find us on social, in Facebook and Instagram, On Purpose Hub. <music>